When I was a young girl, I was raised with a tie. When I left church and got on the wrong track, I stopped tithing. When I went back, I realized I couldn't tithe because I had myself so much in debt and my husband didn't believe in tithing, so I had to work at it slow. It's been 35 years since I went back to church. My tithing has increased to almost 20%. I've grown in every way, in a large way, is the only way I can do it is through the Lord. But I didn't have to start with the guilt. I had to start with just giving what I could. Thanks for listening. And thank you for sharing that. I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living, and we've uh, called today's uh, program, How Much is Enough? And, you know, we we live in a time now with inflation and, and so much confusion about the economy and what the future, the uncertainty of the future. And those of us who are followers of Christ, uh, let's face it, we've been blessed where we live in this country, and some of us have been blessed more than others. We know that, and what I mean in terms of least outward looking at uh, the resources. But we've all been enormously blessed. And the question I think we're really facing today is, what's going to be our attitude about the stuff that flows through our hands? I've often said, give me someone's check registry or credit card statement or what have you, and it pretty well tells you what a person's priorities are what they are in life. And so today we're going to hear stories of people about money and about the stuff of life and how do we know when enough is enough and what do we do with the money that we have and what about tithing and other things. And uh, if you want to share with us, please do so on our Facebook today because our phone line is being held for those of you who have been calling, which we thank you for, in support of the ministry. But you can uh, find us at Intentional Living at Facebook and we'd love to hear from you there today. So again, we're talking about when is enough enough? We'll get into our calls here in a moment. Uh, this is Intentional Living, along with Stephen and the rest of the team here. We welcome you to our center. Hi, Dr. Randy. My name is Tanya. My husband um, and I are living intentionally by sticking to God's design for money. We are learning to live that it is not our money, but it is His. Uh, we recently sold a vehicle. And with that money, we are tithing off of it, and we are hitting our financial goals this month of living in the 101080 plan. Um, and we are working every day intentionally to raise our children, to worship the Lord, and we are just so thankful for your program. Your radio station is a guidance to us every day, and we are just so thankful that you're on the radio. All right, here we go. We're going to calls. Thank you, by the way, for your stories. Appreciate them a whole lot. Let's start with Brittany in uh, Kansas. In Kansas today. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Talking money. Money, money, money. What comes to mind on this thing of how much enough? Well, um, we are business owners. Like, we own an at-home business, uh-huh. and... Um, being a part of the 30-day challenge for your radio station and, and like, making a point to listen to the radio station every day is what got us started, thinking about giving more. Mm. Um, our company is faith-based, and we make it a point to give to people. Um, so every month out of our commission check, we donate automatically uh, $5 from each check, no matter what the amount is. Um, and our goal, I, we started praying over our business, and just, like, my fiancé and I, we just wanted God's help with our business because controlling it got us nowhere. Now, wait a minute. I want to back up. What kind of business do you have? What do you do? 
Um, I work for It Works Global. I'm an independent distributor. It's a health and wellness business. Huh. We are just out to help people get healthier and manage their money better and live better with their finances. And so what is this $5 out of every check? What does that mean? Um, well, our company has a give back program. So we, as distributors, have the option out of each paycheck to give one, five, you know, whatever, one, three, or five is the amounts that lets us choose on our website. Hmm. So we've chose $5, which is the highest to, for that selection um, to go out of every paycheck, no matter what. Um, and then we just continue to pray over our business every day, every night, every morning when I get up. The first thing I do is pray and ask God to give us an awesome day and uh, mm. lead me to the people that need this business. And you and your husband working this together? Yeah, he's a distributor also, so we're a team. And you're in agreement then, so and how to handle money and how to and and all that. Yes, and that's a big help. Like you have to be in agreement, or it doesn't work. Mm. You just have to give all your faith to God on your finances because it's not your money; it's His, and it's our job to go out and help people, not necessarily just be in anything to help ourselves. And once we realized that our business started growing, my faith started growing. We're now in church every Sunday. We're just becoming better, and I think a lot it's of good. every bit of that had to do with giving faith to God, no matter whether it's your finances or anything else. You know, we have a lot of stations listening or taking the program "Intentional Living Beyond Family Life Radio." and this 30-day challenge, asking people to listen to, to Christian radio for 30 days. And you've been doing that. And, and how has that made a difference? Oh, it's made the biggest difference. Like, we, I called myself a Christian before, and my fiancé did as well, but there's something different about us and our family and us as a couple now than when before. Like, now I just, I pay so much attention to the songs on the radio, and half the time I'm crying during most of them because I feel different when I hear them now. Like, I feel like there's a message in there for me, and it's mm. helped us through many situations on top of our finances. I just, I never imagined that 30 days past... 30 days ago that our life would be that much different than it is all because we decided to take that challenge and just let God and everything that he's working for the radio station be a part of our lives fantastic well Brittany thank you for listening and make the 30 day challenge a, a lifetime challenge because you see now that what we fill our minds with what we fill our hearts with that's a reality. That's who we become. We become like the people we hang around with and the community we're a part of, and you're a part of a community here. Uh, as you listen to the radio, because we love God, and we love God together, and we grow together, and we need each other. And so uh, we're glad you're listening. Yes, and we thank you guys for having this station and just letting it be a part of our lives, because it's a huge help. Glad to do it, and much success uh, to you and your husband and uh, your business. I'm Parky Thompson with your Intentional Financial Minute. Giving, it's something that we all struggle with. All of us should be giving, but we find it difficult because of the financial situation we've allowed ourselves to get into. You want your children to grow and know the joys of being able to give to others. Where does that start? In your home. You can intentionally teach your child to give by being an intentional giver. Even at the youngest age, allow your child to experience the joy of giving by getting him or her involved in giving. Often giving can be something from the heart, a handmade craft, a card, a listening ear, their time, and yes, their money. Find ways and areas for them to give in all these areas and teach them to set aside part of their commissions just for giving. Share with your child the time that you've been given to and compare the blessings of receiving and giving. By involving your child in giving, you will intentionally bring them into an area that will bless them for years. For Intentional Living, I'm Parky Thompson. Thank you, Parky. Don't you love that name, Parky? Parky Thompson. And uh, some good advice uh, today. 
Uh, we're getting, getting our minds wrapped around this thing of uh, money, and w- when's enough enough? Uh, I, you know, we all shake our heads in complete dis- dismay when we look at our government. I mean, all of us. I don't care who you vote for or what party you're part of. We look at it and we think, how in the world can we be so far in debt? And um, how in the world can we continue to spend what we don't we don't have and so on and so on? Um, it, it's a mindset. And then we look at our own selves as human beings, as people. And it's, it's easy to it, – it just the way we live and it can overtake us. Um, not developing an, an attitude of knowing the purpose of money – and then having an attitude of generosity of giving, knowing it's a stewardship responsibility. That's the word we use in our Christian community, stewardship. It's something that comes through our hands that we use as a steward to fulfill what God's given us uh, to do in our lives for Him. And it's an attitude. It really is. Let's hear what uh, Connie weighs in on this in Michigan. Um, hi, Connie. Well, hello. Very nice to speak with you. Appreciate your call. What, what do you think? When's enough enough? Well, it's it's a very hard question to answer. Um, my husband and I are both working people, and he works in an um, office. I work at a hospital pharmacy. Um, I I didn't used to do that, and um, I I we try to meet the inflation. And pardon me, I don't know what the percentage of inflation is, but it's like every year you just try to hope to meet that. And if there's a, a percentage over that, you know, if you're if you're doing better than that, um, I think you you could give that and tithe it. Um, I used to give a lot more about 15 years ago or so. When I had my other job, I made a couple dollars less than I make now, and we've made ends meet. Um, I'm lucky enough to work part time and then take care of the home and everything, but. At that time, I felt really good about myself, and, you know, I, I felt good about other people because I gave more away to different places that I really felt they needed it. And you don't feel so good about yourself now? No, and I'm, I'm newly returning to F. This is just the first day I returned to the station. I couldn't get it in very well, but I was straining to hear, so I called you. Um but I used to I used to listen a lot more, and I felt better. Um, and the reason now is it's there's there's other other bills. It's the insurance is changing for health and our age, and it's overwhelming. Um, but also, when I get calls at my home, I don't know who's calling me and wanting my money, you know, yeah. and, and to give. And it's it's kind of frustrating because you worry about who you're giving your money to. You can't walk into a door as much anymore and say, here's my money and use cash or whatever. It's all electronic and, and you're, it's just, I guess I'm old fashioned. Well, Connie, I think you raise a good point. Today, when uh, when we talk about generosity, there are many needs. The world's needs are greater than, than uh, it's overwhelming. I mean, you, you turn on TV and you see a picture and you see a story you see a report, and you can't you can't do everything. But I always tell people, you know, when Jesus was here, even he, when he left, when he went back, ascended into heaven, he'd not finished everything. Now, he finished what he came to do, gave his life for us, but he assigned others to pick up the task, didn't he? You go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I say that to say this. I think we've got to follow the principles. Everything belongs to God in the first place. And we got to learn to be disciplined to say it's it's a matter of not how much we give, but how much we keep. And if people today, if you're living on 
100% of what you make, what would you do if you just said, hey, you know, I'm going to take 2%, start saving a little bit. I'm going to start with 2% to start giving back to, to God's work to make a difference, to reach people for Christ, and then be disciplined in who you would choose to give to. I think that's really important to know. You've got to know how is money being used. Is it being used in a way that uh, will honor Christ? You know, one of the ways that ministries subscribe to uh, organizations like the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, ECFA. Um, and they subscribe to certain standards of integrity and ethics and how they operate. Uh, and, you know, to look at ways how ministries or even how, in your own church, how, how the funds are being used to make an impact in the world. These are things that we need to consider and look at when we think about uh, being intentional. Welcome back. Welcome back to Listening Con. I'm glad you're getting a signal that's stronger today. And I love what you said. It makes you feel better. I think that's a good thing to say, isn't it? When you think about your Christian radio, Family Life Radio, you think about your station, Northwestern, whatever station it is you're listening to, make you feel better in Christ? I hope so. What a great mission. Here's a question from a pastor who says, I'm not sure what to do about a member that's causing a problem in our church. You know, the scripture says that God hates anyone who sows discord among the brethren, Proverbs chapter 6. So can I challenge you to take a very biblical approach, Pastor? Three things. Go and try to get to the bottom of the problem with that member. Talk to him or her or together and make sure you talk through the things that are important in their life and see if you can resolve the issue. If you can't, then take some other elders with you. In other words, take a group that can support you and sort of document what's going on and give you a perspective on it. And if that's not resolved, only then would you bring it before the church. That's a very difficult question. Be intentional and we'll be praying for you. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Standing strong in a world that's so far from God is difficult, especially when we're called to love people who don't love us back. During our fall fundraiser, when you support the Ministry of Intentional Living, you'll receive part one of Dr. Randy's three-part series on intentional living titled Intentional Living in a Dying Culture, where you'll learn how to stand strong during chaotic cultural times. When you give $30 a month or more or a special gift of $360, you'll get the teaching and other intentional living tools sent directly to your inbox each month, along with this month's exclusive offer of the Intentional Word Chronological Bible. You'll also get Dr. Randy's top 10 personal growth videos. Your support of this ministry helps people live intentional lives for Christ. Give right now by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And boy, we say in advance, thank you for your prayers and uh, for your support during this uh, special month that we've uh, sort of labeled intentional, a month of intentional living or intentional living now, living intentionally today for God's glory, for the benefit of the people around us that we love and care for. And of course, that includes ourselves in terms of we benefit, I believe this, we benefit when we choose to live intentionally. And on this topic today, so much encouragement, I think a reminder about our priorities. And I think of that passage in Psalms 90, verse 12, that I often do reference, which says, teach us to number our days that we can have a heart after wisdom, understanding our priorities and living in a way that honors Christ. And so um, if you'd like to know more about the support of the ministry, we have something very special this month for those of you who are joining us in monthly support. 
dollar a day or more to help us with the ministry. It's the uh, 10 personal growth videos from our personal growth video library. It's the Intentional Word Chronological Bible. Um, All 66 books of the Bible that you can read in chronological order, the stories as they actually occurred. So you might be reading one of the Gospels, and then you'll be reading the account from another Gospel of that same story, that same moment in time. It's very powerful. Thinking about Christmas, you'll see the Advent, and you'll see the Easter story, and all of these times, and all of these points in history from a chronological perspective. Just uh, go to theintentionallife.com. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Coming soon, The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, He is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained with intentional living, and that's what it is. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at New Beginnings Church in Albuquerque. Register now at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Randy? All right, thank you. Uh, appreciate appreciate that, Kurt. My mind's been kind of really all over the place, running and racing on this thought of uh, money and what's when's enough enough, and looking at scripture and understanding more blessed to give than to receive. We know that tithing is taught, and what does that mean? We live in a Western mindset today, capitalistic mindset in the United States as followers of Christ. How do we? take all of that and understand that in terms of God's design and intention, I think it's clear without uh, reserve to share that the Bible teaches that everything belongs to Him, not to us, that whatever we do, we do unto Him, not for ourselves. And the question should never be, how much do we give? It's how much do we keep? Really, that's what we're asking, because ultimately it's His. And then to develop with young people, especially the spiritual discipline of giving, generosity. Those who do it easily into adulthood usually learned in childhood to begin the attitude of generosity. Today, how much is enough is really uh, the question we're asking ourselves. My intentional life takes the form of just giving back from all the blessing I have, whether that means, you know, being blessed with three kids and the work I do around our house and at school. I'm just giving it back to God. It's not about doing it to bring glory to myself. I'm just trying to give back a little portion of all the blessings I've had. So I just wanted to share my appreciation for the words that you've given over the years about making an intentional choice. And I just love being a Christian. It means more to me than anything. And from that, all other blessings flow. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. You know, I think a program like today makes me think of if, if you feel insecure and security comes with the stuff you have, pretty soon the question is, when is enough of stuff going to give you security, and where does that come from? Okay, Casey's in Georgia. Casey, welcome to the program today. Hey, thanks. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. It says here you're a college student. 
Yes, I am a fourth year senior and I have put myself all the way through school without parental support, just working one to two jobs at a time while a full-time student. Good for you. What are, what are you going to graduate with? What's your major? Undergrad is psychology and then I've got to take a little time to save some money and then i got to go to grad school for cl- clinical social work. Good for you. You want to help people. Uh, abused children in particular, yeah. yeah I've done a lot of uh, volunteering and trying to invest in youth populations. Good for you. What? Uh, how were you raised to be this type of, you know, confident, uh, let's go out there, let me do this, you know, I don't need every, others' helps. I mean, what? how did you get to be like who you are today? Honestly, you'd probably be a little surprised by my answer. I grew up in an abusive home. Hmm. Um, I had two sets of parents, each in their own way. Um, who were very abusive and neglectful. And I kind of went through a crisis, but I clung to faith for a long time. And when I got to college, I hit bottom. Hmm. And I started um, kind of falling apart. My health was deteriorating. And that's when I got to know God as a Savior who wasn't going to judge me and wasn't going to throw me to the wayside. Um, and he kind of pulled me out of it and early on showed me a passion for children because I could relate, but then later gave me a lot of strength and a lot of fortitude, and I've just kind of refused to quit. Good so. for you. So, so Christ is real in your life. Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh. He's very sarcastic with me. Um, sometimes <laughs> when I talk to my friends about our conversations, they're like, I don't understand this person, but it works. We get along. Hmm. So. Well, listen, uh, Casey, you're a young person, obviously, and uh, you're listening to, in Georgia, you're listening to the station. What is it you appreciate about the the Family Life station you listen to? Um, honestly, a lot of it's the music. I need things that kind of keep me going, and um, depending on the mood for the day, you know, there are days where I'm down and I'm sad and I need a little bit of a pick-me-up, and the station plays a lot of songs that are basically just like a, it's not on me, but yes, I can, mm-hmm. and it helps to get through. Good for you. Well, that's why we're here. Casey, thank you. God bless you, and uh, may he grant you great success as you move into this next stage of your life of helping others uh, in need. And uh, I pray it'll be a life of service and a life of continued growth in your walk with Christ. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, you, too. Thank you. Appreciate your call. So how do we love the lost when around us we have so many people who are turned off by, angry at those of us who are followers of Christ. And we're talking about living in a dying culture. And uh, the scripture says that the preaching of the gospel will be foolishness to those who are perishing. And we know that if we're going to be a follower of Christ, we're going to be marginalized. We're going to be set aside. I, I think it's important to understand that we look beyond the actions of people, even though there's consequences for those actions, and really get to the heart of the matter, get to the heart of a person. What is it about that person that has an eternal destiny that we can speak to and love and honor in a way that hopefully we can lead them to Christ to show them that there's a loving God who cares for them today and for all of eternity? You know, that's an excerpt from the teaching this month on being intentional and intentional living in a dying culture. It's a very practical lesson. It's the first in a three-part series that we'll be getting out to our members all around the country, both video and audio, this month. And I was thinking, as I was preparing the lesson, about that little passage that we see the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, where there's a warning about casting our pearls before swine. I thought, boy, that's a really 
powerful statement. It almost feels like you know we shouldn't be sharing the gospel with people who reject us. At the same time, the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I think Jesus is reminding us that there are some people who are simply going to, because of whatever reason, they're going to ridicule, they're going to reject, and that as we go out to preach the gospel, to realize that we have a world today that is in great need, and there are people who are ready to receive the gospel, ready to receive the truth. And you can almost tell, can't you, when you talk to a person that they're going through hurts and pains in their life, and they're struggling, and you can see that they're receptive, and they want to learn more. And uh, we really need to spend our effort and our time reaching those maybe in our own family, in our neighborhood, in our community, maybe even within our church or our social groups or at work, who are hurting and ready to receive the gospel. And so as we look at this dying culture, here's a fact, we're not going to reach everyone. Not everyone's going to receive or accept the message, but there, there are those who will. And as we put that as a priority in our life and allow God to move through us, to see people come to Christ is such a powerful thing. And by the way, I want to remind those of you who are part of our Intentional Living membership and you're supporting the community of Intentional Living, you'll be receiving the uh, teaching this month automatically in a couple weeks on Intentional Living in a Dying Culture, both video and audio. And those of you who've been joining us in support as well uh, will be receiving that chronological Bible, all 66 books of the Bible, and the uh, 10 personal growth videos as you join to become that monthly member for Intentional Living, and we thank you for it. You can check it all out at TheIntentionalLife.com. Hi, Dr. Randy. I'd like to thank you for your show, Intentional Living. It has changed my life drastically. And I just wanted to thank you so much for taking my call that day because it made all the difference to me. And if it wasn't for your program, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to lose it. I couldn't believe I'd still be married. I wish you could see me now. I wish I could show you how I'm not who I was I used to be mad at you A little on the hurt side too But I'm not who I was I was thinking maybe I I should let you know That I am not the same But I never did forget your name I just can't begin to tell you how your program, Intentional Living, has changed my life. I've been completely overwhelmed ever since I started to listen to uh, your message, how my life has changed as well as my children. I thank you so much. And I just praise God every day. The thing I find most amazing and amazing grace is the chance to give it out. Maybe that's what love is all about I wish you could see me now I wish I could show you how I'm not who I was Nothing greater in life than to hear the story of a changed life in Christ. To play a small part in that is rewarding and humbling. For all of us, and for those of you who are praying for the ministry and praying for the people you hear and those of you supporting, you're all making this possible and we thank you. And I just want to say, as I've been sort of this week mentioning the, the radio stations, the men and women in this station, uh, they work hard. 
And while they're on the air, it can be a thankless job. And the people behind the scenes and the engineers and those taking care of the equipment and the, you know, all the bookkeeping, all the things that go on in the ministry, we couldn't be here without them. And so I hope you show appreciation with your prayers and support for the folks here at this uh, great radio station today. I'm Dr. Randy. we got to run. Thank you for being a part of Intentional Living, and we'll see you next time.